Aloha, and welcome to Nomadic Curiosity, the podcast. Yes, that's right. Showing. Are you tired of paying premium rates for not premium car insurance? Well, <laughs> I am indeed. Oh, well. <laughs> well, this is not what this podcast is about. Yeah. So, unfortunately for you, look elsewhere. Unfortunately, advertisements that aren't me, because if you hear those, I made that. Uh, not proud of it, but that's life. We live in a we live in a matrix, so I have to survive off of matrix currency. Um, speaking of matrix currency, what seems to be uh, flowing through the currents of your matrix, Devon? Um. So. We were uh, kind of thinking about what kind of topics we'd like to talk about today. Um, and one of the things that came to mind... It's definitely car insurance, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's always that's always on the on the mind, for sure. And then also the um, the kind of shift that we've all been seeing, the great shift, like, if you will. Like a car? Like when you shift your engine? Um, yeah, I assume, yeah, that it could be kind of um, inferred from what I'm talking about, kind of switching gears a little bit. Oh, I was just trying to throw you off. Uh, well, you could say that. You are putting into high gear. You could say we're switching into, like, um, like fourth gear, I suppose, where things are kind of picking up pace. So I figured um, that we kind of, you know, do our thing and go back and forth about what we've been kind of seeing surface in the midst of this uh, shift that we've been seeing mm-hmm. on the collective and yeah. personal level. It's the, uh, we've been calling it the great shift. Uh, like in our in our collective consciousness, you know, the human mind is vastly deeper than the individual can perceive from one lens. And well, one thing you can observe is a a sequence of change that is consistent and observable across multiple variables of individual humans, large groups, small groups, and they're all consistently lining up. And what it seems to be is that our field. That the field of our of our shared experience is on the verge of a massive expansion, mm-hmm. in that we are our, our consciousness and our ability to cognitively or not even cognitively—I don't even know how to describe it—our ability to well. intuitively uh, exist and experience reality is shifting to a a, a new level another degree yeah. of experience yeah i think our collective consciousness is kind of in a way like kind of trying to fine tune itself like it's kind of it's been like kind of um in between channels like on a on a radio you know and it's trying to get to that to that Very um specific yeah to that specific frequency that it's kind of getting fuzzy a bit lately where you've been seeing like a lot of um a lot of energy, you know, whether um, you, whether you want to call it positive or negative, but you've been seeing a lot of uh, polarity, you know, in the shift that's been taking place where a lot of people seem to be um, absorbing all this energy and not knowing quite how to hone it and, um, you know, coordinate the energy that they're kind of receiving right now. Where you're seeing a lot of people resisting um, this big shift that we're all feeling, um, you know, mentally, um, and physically, spiritually, shit, sexually, uh, what other, you know, kind of, you know, state can you really, you know, call, uh, point your finger at, but, um, either way, yeah, so you're kind of seeing, you know, people kind of resisting this, uh, immense amount of energy, um, 
and it's hitting the planet and then you're also seeing people really flourishing um and blooming out of um you know the mud if you will you know like a lotus flower really just um really just drinking everything in and um taking everything for what it is and not getting too attached um to the individuals um on a, on a smaller scale that may be resisting the shift um and you, wait like what do you mean by that like resisting the shift like like what in what ways would you recognize somebody resisting the shift Sure. Um, you can see like a lot of um, within different countries right now, you can see a lot of uproar within all different kinds of countries all across the world right now, the man the man-made world, you know. Um, you can see um, different groups of people, you know, trying to, they're sort of starting to um, become in union with each other in odd ways that kind of follow the pattern of our previous behaviors um, of violence or aggression um, or people just not being able to accept a lot of changes that are happening, you know, moving forward, whether that's on, um, you know, a political, you know, level, you know, or... Um, in our personal level for sure I've seen I can't right, tell you how many right. people that I've, I've just in the past like two weeks that I've talked to that are just going through some like some very difficult and almost unbearable individual circumstances that like are just so like it's it's overwhelming for right on like every level I'd right say. yeah right and so the more you resist it I guess yeah. what I would say is the more you can recognize the resistance of that that changes the level to which um I would say you I don't I guess the level to which you interact with it or embrace it <laughs> because it's hard to even recognize what it is or where it is or how it's happening so one thing I've found is some of the greatest lessons that I've learned happened through a circumstance or situation that I was most certainly not accept, expecting it to be like earlier in the year I had a very difficult circumstance that happened that we could always talk about later. Um, happened in a uh, large city, the Big Apple they call. Mm -hmm. And it was just like one of the most difficult situations. And I just, I at the, at the start of it, I was just terrified, but I was also excited. So there was a lot of different emotions happening. And at the end of it, what I came out with was not anything that I would have thought I even particularly even needed or even thought would ever be something that I would be thinking about. Yeah, because you're kind of also seeing where on a personal level um, with the experiences you're talking about as well, I know it was more of an emotional situation that was happening, but you're kind of seeing also the union in all humans right now and probably most beings in general, um, you know, on an earthly level. Um where kind of your emotional, maybe an emotional problem is starting to bleed into physical and mental and it's all becoming very overwhelming where it's tying in everywhere from, you know, spiritual to physical levels and anywhere in between. And it's really um, like how gravity, um, you know, takes an uneven surface and and slowly over time just crushes it into a perfect sphere, you know, molding it into a, the most least resistant 
um, shape, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of happening with all of our individual electromagnetic fields, but then also on the collective scale of our own Earth's pulse, you know, as our collective pulse. Yeah. Uh, I And actually, so one thing that you said kind of sparked this uh, idea in me that I was thinking about the other day in a meditation. And this is something I, I, would, I would say maybe is the popcorn mind, where it's like the collective awakening is like when you take all these popcorn seeds, the kernels, what you're doing is you're heating them up, heating them up so much so that it's unbearable mm -hmm. to the corn. And what happens is it bursts, it yeah. breaks, and what it does is it forms into this out, outwardly expanded, unique cloud or, or, or like unique shape like a that is that is weird, so weird to the kernel. The kernel never thought that was inside. Mm -hmm. The kernel, did, it just got so much energy put into it that it exploded. Mm -hmm. So when an unexploded popcorn kernel looks at a kernel or looks at the popcorn, it's, wow, that's insane. I, what the hell is that? I could, yeah. They're going to resist that. I don't want to become that. That looks yeah, painful. Yeah, that, that transmutation looks, that looks weird. appears so foreign and, and just unrelatable almost, you know, so unexpected and uncomfortable, you know, that the shift can kind of be hard, you know, from the from the kind of analogy with the, with the kernel, you know, popping into the popcorn, you know. And, I mean, I think you can see other symptoms as well, kind of, um when it comes to just even with our uh, technological evolution as well, you know, you're starting to see people also just kind of um, detach from the physical day-to-day -day world and really start to, um, it's just, I just feel like the, the, the amount of detachment that people are involved with, with, um, you know, artificial electromagnetic fields and everything, it's kind of, I mean, you might say with, um, I know there's a lot of people with 5G and electromagnetic fields that are artificial or super uncomfortable about, which I also understand. I mean, I, I make sure I got my shungite and <laughs> organite and everything. You know what I mean? I feel it. But, yeah, but. Little, uh, like hippies running around with our, with our stones to. Stones and metals in order to protect, <laughs> yeah, to us, protect from the, us. Yeah, Our little tinfoil hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I mean, I think that's just like another kind of symptom of like the kind of resistance of people kind of being overwhelmed and needing to detach, um, you know, and kind of also just, I guess it could also, I mean, because to play devil's advocate, you could say that could be a, a, a sign of resistance, but then you could also say that's a sign of evolution that maybe we're moving out of more the physical. Um, you know, heavy, dense material world, and we're becoming um, these technological savvy beings, and we're evolving mm -hmm. just how we need to anyway. So, what does it matter in the end of the day, you know? But I think that's just uh, it. Can't kind of came to mind as you know another symptom. I feel that people, in more of a negative way, I would say, are starting to become really detached because they are so overwhelmed with. Um, stimulus in all areas of life, you know, that it all kind of bleeds together with anxiety or whatever, depression, blah, 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 fill absolutely. in the blank, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen uh, this, I read this article uh, yesterday, it was talking about Japan, and it said uh, in the month of October, Japan had more suicides in just October than it did of the uh, the C V the 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 C virus um, 
for 10 months, the entire 10 month, the entire time that Japan has had the virus. Just in October, there were more suicides than the amount of deaths from that virus in one month over 10 months. That's, that's crazy. Wow. If that doesn't tell you the yeah. amount of pressure that's put on all of us, regardless of what the cause was, because mm-hmm. I'm sure they weren't all the exact same cause. However, I'm yeah. sure you could figure out a, a very specific spike in suicide rates to some certain events that happened. Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, Y2K was a big one. A lot of yeah, people killed yeah. themselves for that. Yeah. Like, the machine takeover. And, that kind of um, that kind of brings to mind, too, also, just the, um, the huge environmental shift that's also kind of, I think, a symptom, you know, of the collective um, kind of resistance right now to the shift is, you know, you can... You can feel almost, you know, our, our mother, you know, our planet, um, just like, just shaking and aching, you know, and almost she's just, oh. <laughs> you know, Gavin, she, <laughs> my bones. You know, I feel oh. seriously, you know, no, she's got a fever, you know, she's, she's, she's not doing well. No, and I, I don't mean to make fun. No, of I know, I, I know, her. yeah, but you know, it, it's also another sign with the earthquakes and the amount of um, environmental changes. Um, you know that have been happening you can also see that kind of resistance just collectively actually affecting the physical well-being you know what I mean because I was kind of saying like you know the physical the mental emotional you know spiritual states are kind of all they're all kind of affecting each other right now and even that's affecting the earth's actual you know physical Mm -hmm. well-being physical health yeah and i mean not to like be like a little like grammar nazi like a stickler i mean they Mm -hmm. are just to clarify they are always interacting with each other and affecting each other the physical mental spiritual emotional Mm -hmm. but at this time it's a very specifically different yeah they're all kind of like melting together it's like they're merging Mm -hmm. not are they just these separate you know in a duality where there's separateness we're yeah. starting to, in a sense, be forced into becoming aware that all of these things are one simultaneous process. In whatever manner you represent or, or see that possible. It's just really hard because, honestly, if you look at humanity from a human perspective, we're all all over the place on the scale of understanding and comprehension and expanded expansion of consciousness. We're embracing that, you know, because you can be in denial of it and just repress everything. You know, I know some people that are extremely intuitive that they would they would never they would never you know believe in such silly things like they're just like you know they'll repress them their their abilities. So, you know, we, we can have expanded consciousnesses, but to what degree do we allow ourselves to embrace it or do we repress it? You know. So one thing you can find or is or even just limit it, you know, limit it as well or pretend that it's even there. Honestly, like what I was about to say, like with with, I mean, I'm not going to talk about politics, but in the idea of political spheres, the way they view new topics is basically they say, okay, what is the origin of this narrative? Or like they they use phraseology like that, where it's like they're not even taking it like it's an actual occurrence. They're looking at it as though it's this 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 idea. And how can we analyze this idea and implement whatever it is? And it's like it, it devalues the, the validity of it. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, you know, the shift. Oh, what is what is the shift? You know, oh, what are they saying the shift is going to lead to? And they're like, bullshit. It's definitely not that. And it's like. I mean, we're like, constantly. We're, it, the shift isn't something that is it's defined. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, it, we're constantly mutating anyway, small scale. But yeah, this shift mean, is like, something else. It's right. something that we're collectively becoming aware of together. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Nobody's. 
It's not some idea that already existed that we that is found and that just some people aren't there yet. No, it's something that none of us has have really gone through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to really even talk about honestly. Like yeah, I mean, people have different ideas too of different kinds of shifts and when different shifts occurred and why or what will get affected. You know, but no doubt right now we're all seeing we're all seeing a huge shift. I mean. Of course, um, you know, the epidemic that has been going on as well, um, you know, will will increase, um, like you were saying, with like the mental health issues with um, suicide rates going ex- ex- getting extremely high in like Japan, for example. And, that, and we're on the verge of winter, which winter is suicide season. SAD, right. you know, comes into play and, you know, it's already hard enough for people already, you know. Yeah, well, depending on the hemisphere, though, too. Well, yeah, for the hemisphere, you know, but, but like, you know, the suicide rates collectively still go up. No, but the yeah, whole northern I mean, other than also, you know. Right. Yeah, sorry, one. Yeah, but I mean, other than just like, um, you know, the pure statistics of also like suicide rates going up. I mean, there's been so many, like so much more, um, you know, because we're here in the United States and everything. There's been so much more um, mental health um, issues. There's been so many more um overdoses and substance abuse issues Mm -hmm. and then they have to close places like aa during like shutdowns right which actually my my old sponsor passed away during that he he had relapsed and was out for a while he got back in in january and uh the shutdowns happened in march he passed away in april from an overdose and uh, you know he had a little girl and it was just really sad that that you know people are really going through some really hard things and you know people want to sit there and try and and force not the divinity the the their divinity the unity yeah they they want to they want to blame well you're the one that's this and uh it's it's their fault that's why these people are no we're all in this together yeah you know you see something support support somebody who's going through something we don't need any more fingers pointed people yelling it's this person no it's this ideology no it's that thought no it's this right now we're all going through something very difficult that we don't understand together mm-hmm. why are we going to try and divide each other more by all these different means if we can just come together and support each other through this hardship one thing that you find is tragedy is one of the greatest bringers of familiarity or, or brotherhood, you know, camaraderie, com- mm-hmm. sh- com- camaraderie. Yeah, you know, camaraderie. It brings yeah. us together because we yeah. can all come together and fight a common threat. Yeah, I won't even open this can of worms, but even just like purely for the like statistic and the fact, um, when nine uh, eleven happened. Um, here in the United States, yeah, I know it's a big topic for us tinfoil hats, you know, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but either way, when that happened, um, the, the crime rates, um, and the, um, you know, the amount of robberies and killings and, and whatnot, um, I forget what the exact statistic was, but it was so incredibly low. It was just like nothing we've ever seen with the population that we have at the size that it is in the United States. It was so ridiculous because tragedy really does bring about, um, does really bring about that unity where you you do look around and and you do ask your neighbor, like when the power goes out, for example, it might be the first time you talk to your neighbor in two years, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, or anything. Where well, it, I got some steaks in the freezer. <laughs> you want me to make you some meals? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to grill out, you know, or yeah. whatever. You know, it, it's just kind of an example of that where you kind of... darkness can bring us to, yeah. to light. Yeah, you know, and, and it is such a beautiful thing, even even though, I mean, I know a lot of us are feeling it on every level um, that we've mentioned, you know. So, it, it, unfortunately... Um, you know, we kind of all know that, you know, before, you know, the dawn, it's always the darkest, you know, and all the cliche sayings that go along with it, you know, mm-hmm. um, that that's just kind of part of this big shift that we're having to see because, um, yeah, I mean, small and... Can I ask you this? Mm-hmm. Not to, like, interrupt your, your, your ongoings. Yeah, go ahead. How have you noticed the shift in your own personal life, Devin? Um, that's a good question. I, I, I tend to leave myself out of a lot of things I didn't really consider yeah. my personal self. Um, okay. Um, that is a good question. I mean, I guess, um, I guess personally, it's kind of brought me, um, back to basics on a lot of things lately um with this this kind of shift on my personal yeah on my personal level as well um i've been having to do a little bit more uh self-reflection into like the more shadow um uh, the shadow field the shadow mind, yeah whatever you want to call it shadow work yeah you know i've had to look more at the stuff that um isn't as aesthetically and day-to-day easy um you know for me to deal with a lot of the stuff i might keep at bay um or whatever and it's kind of helping me kind of just you know dig through a lot of the stuff uh that i think i've been suppressing or just you know resisting within myself um because I think we all like to think that we, you know, we're we're doing our best for ourselves, you know, all the time, and that we're trying to be our best um, for other people, most importantly, you mm-hmm. know. But um, that's just kind of how I think personally. I've been having to not just um, fool myself into like, you know, kind of like a nice baseline of um, peace or. Um, you know, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, but to really actually kind of get into the nitty gritty of a lot of, a lot of things with my own personal self as well, you yeah. know, but, uh, yeah, I kind of, I, I feel like, um, doing shadow work, you know, taking advantage of dark times because what's right on the surface, all the things that we've, you know, all the things that we aren't usually confronted with. When we're put in adversities, the adversities within us arise. So you can either suppress them, reject them, deny that they're even there, or confront them. Not even confront them. Look at them. See that they're within you. Recognize that they are a part of you and that they are worthy of your love. So many people nowadays, I've been hearing this this internal rhetoric of I fucking hate myself. I just, I'm a mess. I do all these things. Uh, and, and I try so hard and it's just like, I just constantly keep just fucking up and, and, and I can't control my, all those things. And it's like, you know, you gotta love yourself. Just be, you know, you are doing your best. And sometimes there are things in ourselves that we don't want to admit. 
things that we don't want to look at or feel and it's like the more we kind of keep ourselves in that like baseline steadiness of you know for me I fall into a lot of mundaneness where it's not necessarily a state of peace but it's not a state of like of proactiveness mm -hmm. it's just like a state where I'm just kind of like I'm, I'm here I'm not like let there be peace upon you, brother. <laughs> and it's not like, oh, go fuck yourself, man. It's just like, I'm like, how's it going? I'm here, just doing my thing. You know, it can be a little tiring. And sometimes thoughts arise that are very blissful and peaceful. And I mm -hmm. embrace those and I love those. Mm -hmm. Sometimes thoughts appear that are uncomfortable, agitate me. They, they frustrate me. They hurt my head physically. And... I'm like, oh, God, enough of that. I don't want that. And we push that down and embrace all the peace. So we let the peaceful energy flow in and out of us. But what we hold within us, we don't let out, is the negative parts. We, we push that down. You know, a lot of people fall into using drugs and things to suppress those after a while. A lot of really bright-minded, beautiful, smart, intelligent people that are really capable of amazing things all too often ruin their lives completely because they can't they can't they can't they have so much with so many so many deep sensitive emotions within them that they it's just so hard on them they either end up going on the road of drugs because they just they have to numb it to some extent or um you know maybe they they fall into a swell of self-hatred or all that stuff gets repressed and it boils up all at once and it hits them dawns on them and they fucking kill themselves and it's sad it's tragic and i've seen it happen if we just slowly allow ourselves to recognize those little aspects of our shadow those things we don't want to see in ourselves and we give that energy attention but not not uh power giving it attention is not giving it power it's it's looking at something and saying you know why do i feel this or why do I see this and well just acknowledging it acknowledging it, yeah. it and yeah. letting it pass out of you so it's no longer boiled up in tension and the and you can do that one you know little chip at a time before you know it there's all this weight that's left you yeah. you're no longer carrying around all this stuff it's not bubbling up as much yeah because I think a lot of us as well um even people who maybe have never um even you know touched a substance a drug or have never um, had any kind of uh, compulsory, you know, obsessive um, addiction with any sort of substance, it may also kind of appear in other categories of your life. Like frequent masturbation? <laughs> yes, that, that can be. <laughs> I, that I really why. could be. I just say that know? to be funny, and then I'm like, oh, that actually, <laughs> that, that's a very appropriate thing. No, but. that's so true, actually. That actually could be, because it's actually on so many other levels that people actually have these addictions that they might not even actually acknowledge. And it represses their sex drive, and that's a whole thing. Or even um, just with food as well. People mm -hmm. who... Um, disorders and... Yeah, yeah, even people who just um, have the compulsory need to find comfort or just kind of that numbness or that high-low crash of um, glucose through, through whatever you're eating, you mm -hmm. know, carbs, sugar, whatever. Um, you know, and then um, it could be in a multiple uh, multiple other ways. People could be, you know, so focused on work that that is what they, um, you know, just, you All know. their personal life just suffers, and they just watch it burn when they're like, well, I got my work. I got yeah, my work. or then maybe that person who moderately works and enjoys their job and, and doesn't um, just completely, 
attach themselves to that and nothing else really you know they might also just go home watch four or five hours of television go to bed you know what i mean because yeah. i'm i i can be guilty of that too with oh, like yeah, i think we all can a yeah bit. with the with the technological evolution that we were kind of touching on earlier like i mean we can we can all do it you know you hop on the nintendo switch there goes three hours you know you end up watching a movie, there goes two hours, you know, you watch a show, you zone out for a while, you watch some Star Trek, you know, there goes 16 hours. <laughs> Just kidding. No, <laughs> I, I don't think you're kidding. I, I know what you're saying. I, I, know, I know what you do. I know you. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, but really, you know, because really most Americans are, are also watching four and a half hours of television, I think it is. And that's probably about right, you know? That's probably about right, you know? Three, four hours of TV every day, I think we all do, you know? And depending on, you know, what you may have to do. I think most people want to relax and detach a lot, you know? Which uh, it can be healthy at times. Oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I'm just saying that can be another kind of addiction almost of just, like, totally detaching. One thing with the TV that... Uh, that I just realized this yesterday. Our cable went out. Now, I personally, I don't really watch too much TV. Um, I don't spend that much time on my TV. The people that I live with do. Um, I usually am a YouTube guy. Our cable and internet went out. I didn't have my YouTube. They didn't have their. Uh, they didn't have their TV, their cable, um, and it was like we all just kind of for a second we're like, well, what do we do? Like, it wasn't like like yeah. a, like we're helpless, we're lost, but it was kind of like a, wow, you don't realize how long that routine has been just the same. We just do the same thing, mm-hmm. watch the same shit mm-hmm. over and over and over again, blindly, blatantly, just uh, entertaining ourselves in order to just, you know, escape or release, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a pattern of thing yeah. that when it gets taken away, we're like, Want to have a conversation? Well, yeah, you we've know, got kind of just... we got kind of privileged, you know, to be able to like, you know, somewhat have your mind, um, you know, uh, interacting. I guess you know, somewhat stimulated and um, having to process information, you know, or learning, you know, through a show, a movie, that the other, um, but like also with books and stuff, you know, too, like because I mean, you know. At one point, you know, we all, for entertainment, would have to either talk to other people face-to-face or maybe on the phone if we could remember their phone number, dial it up, and whatever, you know what I mean? It's not like it was just so easy and convenient that you don't even have to move to have a conversation. You don't have to move, you know, to just stare at a TV. And Lockdown and stuff, now you don't even have to leave your house to get your groceries. You just do it online and somebody at the store does it for you and they bring it to your house mm-hmm. you know like now that internet gets, internet gets taken away and you get used to that for a while i mean you could be fucking terrified to go to the store or whatever it is and it's like mm-hmm. i don't know I, I guess there's there's dangers that lie within a very uh s- subtle routines that we don't even recognize like nicotine addiction that's a big one yeah, most people true. that are addicted to cigarettes aren't sitting there constantly thinking like yeah, cigarettes. I, I, I smoke cigarettes. I am a cigarette smoker. I, I am a I am a oh, some cigarette. people. Some, some people though. Some people. But, but what I mean is like. Know. What I mean is like they're not like. That's not 
I guess okay, yeah. Often but most the point that I'm getting to is is it's subtle and we just do them. There are things that we do all the time that we don't recognize that the length of time that we do them is so vast that by the time we start suffering the consequences, we don't even realize 20, 30 years of that same routine could have happened. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, for nicotine smokers, you're starting to get cancer. And you're like, wait, what? Like, ah, I didn't even realize it's been 30 years that I've been smoking. Things like that. Or, or, or COPD or emphysema, whatever it may be. All those things can be subtly and dangerous. Yeah, but I, I realized, too, a lot of... Um, I've, I've kind of realized a lot of addictions... Um, you know, when it comes to a substance or whatever that's going to alter your, you know, the chemicals in your body, release, you know, serotonin or endorphin, whatever the fuck, you know, <laughs> whatever the fuck hormones they are. Stop making that face at me, man. Oxytocin? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a lot of them, though, I was going to say are hand to mouth. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe one addiction's worse than the other, whatever. You know, you might con- compare, you know, like, uh, well, cigarettes aren't as bad, obviously, as, as smoking crack. No, obviously not in a day-to-day, um, you know, consequences, you know, or, you know, I guess <laughs> altering mind effects. But either way, most addictions are hand-to-mouth. You're going to get that a lot of the time, you know, with eating or, or whatever it is. You know, yeah. So it's kind of it's really subtle as well. I think it's kind of something primitive in us that also, I don't know, you know that kind of feeling when you're you're feeling like you need something and you just don't know what it is. You know, yeah. like you've had coffee, you're full, you can continue to hit your vape or your cigarette, whatever is your choice, or maybe none, neither of them. I don't know. You know. Um, but then there's still like this like nagging that like something's missing. Like yeah. I need something. There's like some some sort of impulse you in have a- not gratified. Yeah. You know. In AA they call it the God hole. Oh really? Yeah. The God <laughs> hole. Because oh, I mean basically yeah. what it's meaning is you're missing yeah. your spiritual connection. Right. There's that God shaped hole. Distracting ourselves yeah. to the point subtly mm-hmm. to the point where we just don't have that that inner connection with ourselves and we're missing it we just there's a void that gets left and we just keep trying different things to fill it and so, sometimes it's way worse than others and others you know everybody's different to some degree some people are fucking like full-ass addicts like the second they don't have that i mean they're filling it with food they're filling it with drugs they're filling it with anything they can yeah. gambling uh fuck, shopping uh, yeah everything yeah you know they they need to fill it and they just can't don't know so how do you think that um this kind of great shift that's appearing before us how do you think that that's surfacing in um like progressive ways for for the future of our consciousness or like how how are you kind of seeing things move you know um on that frontier okay um well one thing that i can say that we've been witnessing happening is you know uh, oh, well, some some people I'm sure would probably try and like be like, oh, well, it's controlled. You know, people are purposely doing this. But I'd say what we're watching is uh, one thing manifesting within the collective consciousness right right now and over the past, you know, I'd say a couple of decades. It's been it's been subtly gaining in intensity and and energy. Is the breaking down of uh, old patterns of thought or, or cultural structures how is that, that have, surfacing 
so it's it's surfacing by watching the the falling of those the collapsing of those these these uh the collapsing of fundamental axioms these fundamental basis thoughts these these notions i would say in my description might not be perfect with the uh vocabulary that i'm using but i'd say is from the basis of an axiom it is basically like a common sense a something that you recognize and just accept as true like that's you don't overlook it you're just like that that's something you and i would both assume would be true mm-hmm. uh just because we share just the same a well-known, culture right we're starting yeah. to watch those things start to arise mm-hmm. and be challenged that's something that we don't really see at least that much written throughout history and what is, kind of fronts uh well okay so you would find one thing being the uh uh, I guess the if if we want to go into like current like you can see them in political sphere like there's the idea and notion of uh, uh, genders that's a very you know that's a topical one for us you know yeah that's um, true yeah. is breaking down what the notion of uh, male and female are some people that's masculinity fucking insane to some people that is fucking insane well, masculinity like, what? that doesn't make what well, we're just like even just male and female and what what they are and, and things like there are some people where that that's that's like what why are we even going there and other people are like well because this is what's happening we're watching this happen mm-hmm. and you know from what i understand i think we had a talk the other day where it's almost like you know we were talking about like with like this about this person that we knew that was born with a very small thing that you know in comparison to other things and you were like you know I feel like I was born with you know not that and in fact much like like the completely opposite uh, um, genitalia if you don't mind if I got that to that subject and it's like we're watching the physical reality where we're born into bodies that we feel are our bodies and now we're watching that for where people are being born into bodies that aren't their bodies. They're not feeling it's there's they're something not correct. We're watching the mm-hmm. physical matrix, the physical universe, the structure, the fabric of reality. So you could say slowly start to crack and so, fracture. So and you could say watching malfunctions. Yeah, you could say in like a simpler way too. You're seeing like a masculinity and femininity paradigm being shifted. Yeah, you know what I mean. One's dual. We're watching them mold into one. There's no longer a notion between the, the non-duality. We're starting to merge to that. Yeah. I guess is another way we could look at that. Yeah. It's kind of a oh, difficult topic, I'd say, for uh, for us, because it's it's well, first off, it's been a very stressful like time, especially these past few weeks for you know my personal life, and you know I'm sure everybody's going through some stuff mm-hmm. astrologically. I mean, there's stuff happening that's just this month is just, so you could say there's a big shift on that front too oh actually astrologically yeah. uh and it's supposed to be in, in december uh it's supposed to be a astrological event that hasn't happened in a little over 2000 years what's that um I'm, i can't remember exactly what it is but i'm pretty sure it's some kind of like like major alignment. planetary alignments with okay. one another yeah where it's gonna appear that there's a very giant star okay some people are prophesizing are saying like oh that was the the, the star of bethlehem described 
or there was this massive bright star 2,000 years ago mm -hmm. written in books and now here we go we see the way that the planets have been shifting 2,000 yeah. years later this thing is gonna happen again right at the time when we feel reality is about to fucking collapse all this yeah. um, you know the fuck like the rivers are running red and you know it is I'd like say, biblical I'd say most people yeah. that I talk to would say that there is some type of you know like Armageddon type of feel but not like I mean like some people are saying big shift some people are saying Armageddon some people are saying a biblical prophecy or even All like apocalypse some people are thinking it's like the end times yeah you that's, know? that's what I'm saying yeah They're like yeah. most people that I talk to would agree that this is not normal mm -hmm. people that have lived their whole lives my grandparents are like yeah this I lived through World War Two. This is this is something else. Yeah, that's kind and of where we're kind of like all kind of stunned because there's obviously some shift that's happening on such a on so many levels. It's just manifesting everywhere. They're all bleeding together and and bleeding out to one another. You know, that it, it it's kind of just it's kind of an honor because a lot of the times <clears throat> I think that. A lot of the times I personally think like, oh, I wish I was born, you know, in like, I wish I was born in like the 50s or the 30s, you know, so that I could experience, you know, what it was like previously, you know, before all the technological advances and before all the, well, the industrial advances were already there, but you know, things moved a little slower. But right now, honestly, it's amazing this 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 kind of duality between things slowing down so much and speeding up so much that it's almost unbearable. Like the the kernel popping into the popcorn kind of effect, you know, where it's like whether you're able to kind of hone and work with that chi and that energy within yourself and not let it, you know, implode, you know, into you know into all of this this kind of mess in a sense that I guess from this perspective it is unrecognizable to us oh yeah it's super unfamiliar territory for all of us I think we're all kind of like because in my opinion I believe that as we evolve you know over millions of years if humans are um, you know fortunate enough to be able to continue on for so long that you know that I hope that we're moving more into light and we're actually becoming less dense matter you know because I kind of believe that you know mm -hmm. because I, I I feel it more so you know yeah um kind of how I've been saying like even in my personal life I've been I've been really looking at the the darker shadow shadow work stuff you know mm -hmm. where I can't neglect those things you know and increase my spectrum of light when I'm limiting my spectrum, you know, if I'm not allowing myself to feel such low lows and really, you know, dig into those things, I can't really expand my spectrum of the amount of, of light and warmth, you know, in home. And, and the, the process of you doing shadow work is you being able to experience those lows in more of a controlled environment, meaning that you're allowing yourself to feel those things, but you're, you're not it's not happening to you and you're just like fuck I'm going to the low place all right yeah. we'll embrace it yeah. so then you get there and you're not you don't have the stability of your uh, the controlled yeah. aspect of you in a working with yourself because right. in a way it is you know we're not divided within ourselves but in a way we're looking at at ourselves and we're seeing there's a wound you know right. just because there's a cut on your arm doesn't mean that you are a divided person mm -hmm. but you wanting to control the healing of it rather than just allowing the healing to just kind of 
happen. It's going to get infected, yeah. and you're going to fucking lose your arm and die. Yeah, you know? so that so, things aren't happening yeah. to you just by default, you know. Yeah, so if you come at right. it controlled and use the proper tools mm. to treat the wound, you know, right. alcohol, swab it, you know, not actual alcohol. Don't put alcohol on your psychological wounds. <laughs> it's not good. It won't, they won't be good. But I'm saying, you know, that way your wounds will heal. Will you have scars? Probably, you know. But in a way, don't our scars define us? Or, or at least tell us about our history. They don't define us. Cause I could just hear somebody's voice right now. Nothing defines me! <laughs> I am a free spirit! Yeah, it's like, alright, <laughs> Okay, that's not what I meant. No, but, but I think yeah. we all feel you, you know. Yeah, I could just, like, I heard that voice. I'm like, ah, oh, right, somebody's sitting picking, there. nitpicking your words. Yeah, and maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe I find it a little humorous yeah. to, to point yeah. out, too. But, yeah. No, yeah, I agree, though, because I think, you know, uh, I think a lot of people believe in, most people believe in a form of God or higher power or some sort of um, divine purposeful meaning, you know, to this all, you know. Um, But then I think a lot of the time, day to day, it's a lot easier to catch yourself thinking that things are just happening to you, you know, whether it's good or bad. Uh, Well, most of the time, I think when bad things are happening in our lives we, we we do think that like it's not our fault i mean you know i think we try to protect ourselves from like you know um you know taking any blame you know and and we think that it's just the default that that all oh, this of course this would happen to me you know rather than when something good happens then it's like yes i earned this i did this like this universe is my bitch i'm gonna grab mm-hmm. this day by the pussy you know like you know what i mean though like a lot of us get like that like really like we get pumped that like that like i did that like a kid you know who draws a who draws a picture you know of a house and then there's like that classic little sun in the corner and we're like yeah fuck yeah bitch i just did this i used to draw sunglasses and a smile on the sun of course there were always sunglasses yeah that was like my signature i remember being like this is this is like I, i like this a lot yeah but that you know what I thing. mean, though. You know, you, we, we always, like, constantly, we think, like, when we do something that we're proud of, we're like, yeah, I did that. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody had to teach me that or this or that. Nobody had to help me out with that. But then when something bad happens, we say, something bad happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know how this happened. It was not my fault, you know? This, yeah, that, we, and the other. We always want to, like, push all the negative blame away from ourselves on yeah. anything else. yeah. I love Alan Watts, and Alan Watts has helped put so much into perspective for me. I don't want to sit here and be, you know, like a, an Alan Watts uh, just repeater. You know, I want to have my own original thoughts. But I also think they're very beautiful and, and articulate things that are expressed into reality, and that I can use those to also express to an, uh, in a context that feels right to me. Mm-hmm. So Alan Watts often talks about... Um, so inauthentic. <laughs> Ugh, uh, pardon me for being so uh, rather egotistically indulged. Uh, Excuse and my, it now. Uh, uh, <laughs> pardon my inauthenticity. Uh, Go on with it, man. Okay. Well, now I lost it. my thought. Alan Damn. Watts. Um, Alan Watts, like he, well, he talks about stuff happening to you, or you, yeah, the devil, the and and he, you know, oh. one of the things he says is, you know, like you can, you know 
blame say you are some way and you don't want to be that way you can say well i am the way that i am because my mother dropped me on my head as a baby oh yeah and uh you know her mother was the way that she was because her mother and then so on and so on and so on they all dropped each other on the head and we can all bring it back to the garden of eden and blame it on the serpent or whatever it's the devil you know and you say, oh, now I am the way that I am because of the devil. And the devil winks because it's like, yeah, I mean, duh. Who do you think you are? You know? And in and, and the root sense of the word of, of the self, we are behind every expression that we experience. Um, and that's a hard concept for to grasp tangibly. But I think that's one of the things that I've been, that's one of the things that I've been growing into, uh, uh, starting to see more of too. We are behind. We are behind the expression of every experience that we have, if I said that. So break that down. Well. We are behind every expression? Yeah. Like what kinds of expressions? Uh, every expression. What is an expression? A color, a, a clap, a, another person speaking a deep, poetic, meaningful so thing. So kind of behind every manifestation. Yeah. It's to recognize when you can look into another person's eyes and not mm-hmm. look into their eyes and see person. What you look into their eyes and you realize the very thing looking back at you is the very thing that's looking at you and describing you. In that essence, in the root thing, it is not I, Zach, that I'm saying I think is behind every expression that Isaac experienced. I think that within the deepest self, the consciousness in which I am is the very consciousness that is expressing itself within all man, in all matter, animate and inanimate, and it is expressing itself thoroughly in every way it possibly can. Mm-hmm. And we are experiencing all of those expressions from the observation of a self in which we have named and put little lenses of experience that we've called ourselves and our life mm-hmm. and all of those things. And I think one of the things that we're moving towards transcending in this shift of consciousness is the notion of an isolated experience, a, a loneliness. If, if we slowly but rapidly, or slowly but steadily, are, are progressing into an expansion towards recognizing the union that we all share and that we are all one consciousness experiencing itself through multiple facets of lenses and we are the energy behind every expression in which we observe we no longer have this this need to place blame on something and divide we no longer have that need because we recognize well it's me right. i'm experiencing it it's I something agree. that i didn't like but but I, I did that, and we have to have that recognition. Right. And it's something that's very hard for people to grasp. Yeah, because on one so hand... Because we're so attached to ours, like, no, you did that to me. I know, but, you know, on one hand, too, you got to think about it, too. Like, you know, how even in my personal life right now, I'm working with more, like, my shadow my shadow self or whatever you want to call it. I mean, just like you're saying, you, you, you want to you want to blame somebody else because you don't really want to take... You don't really want to take credit for a lot of the misdeeds that have happened with a lot of tragic things amongst humanity, you know, and our collective soul here on the planet. You know, we may see a lot of things, you know, that we would never imagine being able to do, you know, like there's truly tragic things that happen. So it's hard for a lot of people to explain all that away in a, 
um, and a benevolent, um, wonderful God who, you know, points his finger and 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 zaps a dollar in your pocket whenever yeah, the you biggest need it. variable that people would probably pull out is the holocaust they'd say well if you know if this was a god creating this experience then why would god create an experience for all these people that was so tragic and well terrible? it's you too though you know what i mean that's why it's like hard because it's like you can because you're, you you're using god as something separate than you because you're yeah. placing the blame on god now. You right say, well why would a god do that right and well, then you're also you thinking that? why would another human do that and but that's say, that's we, we have to forgive we have to forgive uh, we have to forgive ourselves, you know, amongst each other as well, because we are each other anyway. So, like, you well, know, here, uh, think about when you take ownership for something bad that you did, even though you know you could easily lie about it. Mm-hmm. There's a funny thing that happens is it suddenly becomes not really that big of a deal because you've taken ownership for it and you didn't lie about it. Because when you lie about mm-hmm. something, it becomes a lot more because you're like, okay, well, now I need to keep that up. And now it's, like, hard because anytime you get close to breaking that, that little falsehood that you put forth, it's a little, there's anxiety root, a seed planted. But when you say, yeah, uh, I, I, was, I was jerking off when you knocked on the door. Yeah. I, I wasn't, you know, that wasn't something else. And then you're just like, so what? I'm a fucking weird. We're yeah. living in a weird reality. Sometimes if we brace our, embrace our weirdness, the entire reason the Holocaust happened, by the way, is because Hitler blamed the Jews for the problems. That right, we point fingers at one another and get ourselves so in trouble. So we're working towards <laughs> transcending the, the, the root cause of division. What we're doing is transcending some of those atrocities. There no longer is a need for murder. And we're kind of There's alleviating no... that resistance, too. Like, kind of with that imagery I was thinking of earlier, um, where it keeps popping up now and into mind where, you know... How gravity really um, condenses matter into that perfect sphere, where you know what I mean. Water just rolls right off of it. You know what I mean. It doesn't cling. It doesn't hold. You know. It, it, it's this. It's this object of, of purity. You know where you're. You're the least resistant. You know, and I think that's all where we're moving throughout having to chip away slowly. You know, and kind of relieve if you want to call it like our karmic debts like as a collective and stuff too um because mm. i believe in kind of you know our, our karmic debt and stuff i do believe that that's be, because i do believe what we were all just you know we were just talking about with we have to take responsibility for another's actions because that's us too that's me that's you that's us you know that's we so we have to take responsibility for every misdeed and injustice that we've done to one another because we've done it to ourselves, and we have to be able to forgive and heal ourselves so that we can move on with our evolution, just like the wound that you were saying you need to treat rather than, you know, you know, kind of try to neglect and hope it goes away, you know? Which is, you know, when you recognize the self, the commonality in which we all are in that experience, you know, like I said, it's hard to really pick out the shift, what exactly the shift is, where it's manifesting, where it's coming from. It's all so multifaceted and and in every aspect you know we can point out specifics but it's only gonna really shape or form the shape of a very small portion in which the the great shift that we're pointing to it's something so much larger than we could possibly describe in words it's so so much larger than anything we could possibly ever describe in words I said that twice because it's important because <laughs> we are a podcast in which all we are doing is expressing our observations through words. 
and it's hard. It's very difficult. And in fact, it's actually a little bit agitating to me well, we'll that I can't describe this in words in a way and articulate it in a way that is able to accurately produce a product of linguistic value in which I would say is um, appropriate for what we're... Uh, is, is fully appropriate, is not limiting in some way, because you can point out these these things uh, articulately, articulate with words. We can point out these things in words, and then we can argue them and debate them in words. But ultimately, this is something that's happening. That I can definitively say. Whether or not, you know, it's happening in the way that I can pr produce that, I, I can produce in words, in a way that I can describe to you, that's, well, I guess that's your, you don't have to believe me in order to, to, make observations for yourself to see is there something happening is there a shift you know the biggest way for you to be able to understand there's a quote that i i saw it's i can explain it to you all day long but one thing i can never do is understand it for you to some extent there's <clears throat> there's understanding that we have to do for ourselves which requires a process that that is internal we have to understand we have to look and observe and form our own understandings and opinions and judgments and views and values because you recognize that your value is intrinsically infinite along with all others that my words are no more valuable than yours or yours or the fucking duck quacking down the street the cat down the road as our friend would say you know it, it it's your point of view ultimately that is going to make what your reality is. So if you live a reality, and you're looking and saying, well, nah, nah, definitely no shift, and pointing out logical fallacies in an argument based on linguistic vocabulary and expressions of words, then, then you know, you're going to ultimately lead yourself uh, narrowed in, in what you are able to perceive and experience. There's a level of intuitive grasping that is done in an artistic, imaginative point of view we can grasp our imagination as something tangible and useful other than just making up fake things and actually realizing that our, our, our imagination is a process of our consciousness and that it is useful in understanding Albert Einstein. This is what I'll say and then I can pass the conversation over to you. Albert Einstein said that he believes the imagination is ultimately your mind at play. And if you allow your mind to play, you can realize that Basically, he came up with the theory of relativity in the bathtub because he was letting his mind play around when he realized that gravity is uh, basically movable. It's not a consistent value. <coughs> that was one thing. I, I mean, I granted, I'm not an astrophysicist, so don't think that my explanation of the theory of gravity... Uh, the theory of gravitivity. <laughs> See, this is how smart I am. <laughs> like I said, my word is no more important than yours. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we get, you know, we get like 26 letters to choose from in our language. There's 26 letters? Yeah, 26 no. letters. Oh <laughs> That's gosh. all there's been. Oh, man. Where have I been living? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. 
but you know so it's it's hard when we when we just go back and forth with uh you know (laughs) word after word after word when it comes down to just feeling it you know just listening you know a lot of the time you know the simpler you go you know really the more microscopic you go the more the more macroscopic you know you find you know because it all (laughs) yeah you know the universe um there's that one quote the universe um was exploring itself um ah fuck (laughs) i almost had the quote the universe is exploring itself through its own inner dimensions something like that um but i think that is really beautiful because if all we needed were words um then uh, we 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 wouldn't need to be here you know because we're trying to use words to point our fingers at so much more that is just going on all around us just constantly swarming us and 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 vibrating and and enveloping us all and and it's right in front of our faces all the time that it we become desensitized to what's actually happening Mm -hmm. you know within ourselves as well and together as a whole yeah i mean in a way we've placed so much value on words and then the transmitting between the transmitting of information based upon words mm-hmm. and, you know, diagrams and graphs. Um, but for the most part, words so much. So there's so much value placed on that, that literally in our heads, uh, inside of our skulls, we hear words that we interpret as thoughts. And we take those thoughts at face value as though these are my thoughts. And one thing that I have found with, uh, uh, certain types of meditation that I often well, associate with. You take your inner response, away. though. You take your inner well, response. Yeah, the inner response, and there's an emotional backing. But but the point that I'm getting to is basically that our thoughts are merely the surface of a far deeper expression within ourselves. That ultimately, us articulating our inner experience, articulating what we have to say, is is this a very summed up version of what we really want to express and i think to some extent that that is restraining our ability to communicate certain things and and it's causing things so uh, causing issues and problems and division Mm -hmm. because of lack of ability to express via language you know that's why art is so like strange at times because it's like well that's, there's not even like that's not even what even is that it's a bunch of like glass things hanging from like a weird circular thing with a bunch of mirrors and lights and, and angles and then it's like labeled like like the garbage now it's like what yeah but then you are able to like think about it and maybe hear some bit of an explanation and it's able to grasp a very deep expression Sometimes it's kind of stupid, but other times it's really meaningful. Well, I think we all kind of, we all kind of, I don't know how I should put this. I think we all kind of ache for um, connecting with one another beyond just words, you know. That's why, obviously, we have all the different forms of art, you know, whether it's sculpture, painting, whatever, 2D, 3D. Um, And then we also, you know, we have... um, physical as well you know beyond words um when we when we hug each other or when we just give a little bow to each other or handshake or whatever you know smile you know and then we we move through all these different ways of getting to connect with each other and i think eventually it'll become as our 
as what we've kind of been talking about with the shift with um all of our you know sides that appear as sides you know all of our paradigms that seem to be separating and dividing one another i think once all of that is a little bit more cohesive um i think we won't really need as much value on word you know mm-hmm. so maybe we're in the wrong industry here with the podcast but well, i think really we should be able to just connect to each other as a whole uh, well i think one thing that we do have with the podcast you know it's like we were saying it's hard to really express verbally but what we're able to do is point to new directions of thought using verb like a road sign just because there's an arrow on the sign doesn't mean that that's the road what it's doing is no, it's pointing yeah, yeah, to the yeah, road that yeah. you can now take you know that was so just like, a joke i mean like in the well, future well, well, i think yeah. we're in the wrong industry eventually if we don't yeah, need words we just like, telepathically just be like <laughs> you know yeah. but no I, yeah 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 you know like what, what we can do is play with interpretations of thought you know that's where like you know i have this like idea of nexus axiom but yeah uh you know yeah. that's uh my friend's Facebook account, <laughs> definitely not mine, and uh, it basically it's talking about the the idea that we're building new bases of uh, interpreting interpreting fundamental ideas of thought, like when we sit in our room at night and say for me I get uh, insomnia or something, or I'm sitting there and I just I can't freaking sleep and I'm sitting there and I see this almost like gray glow like when I'm looking I see you know with my eyes the world there but like what I'm really having is my thought and emotions overcome me from my experience of the outward reality out external world if we can basically alter the external world the way we interpret it and value it we can recognize that sometimes the answers we look or we're looking for are literally right in front of our face not figuratively. So if we're in our head circling these thoughts over and over and over again, and we're not getting anywhere, maybe the answer we're looking for is looking outward. If we're stuck inward, look outward. Sometimes if we're stuck outward, you need to look inward. It's not a do this, do that, you're done. It's it's a, a flow, a shift that you have to find within yourself. And, and you're slowly, as the Xenox herders would put it, you're slowly... Uh, what's the word? What do you do? Uh, corralling the bull. You're you're slowly getting the bull tamed, and it's wild. You're, we're wild. We're constantly defying ourselves and hurting ourselves and doing shit that we don't want to do, but also we want to do because we're wild. We're not tamed. Somewhat but, primitive. But but calling yeah. ourselves tame and then like, well, what are you taming yourself to? What we're taming ourselves to is a unification between our our fragmented fragmentations of interpretations of self yeah the the brokenness in which we interpret is within ourself we're taming our ability to kind of piece those things a little more together we're fluid they're merging they're no longer separate we are literally taking the duality and forming in it a way transcending it into a a just reality a a monality or a trans-dimensional reality a multi-dimensional reality. They're all... How are you interpreting the world? What's right in front of you? What's the first thing that you see in front of you? And there you go. It's not words, is it? 
Or maybe it is if you're reading something, but... <laughs> Damn, you're over here looking at me and I keep losing my train of thought. You're, you're giving me like a squeed look. Like I see like there's this like weird laugh in these eyes and I'm like forming a thought and then I see, see this like... Hey, I'm judging you. You keep going, you keep speaking. And I'm like, ah, shit, oh, uh, what was I saying? And now listeners. I'm like, what's in front of you? Words? No. Could be. <laughs> well, you yeah, know, like... Doesn't uh, matter. I, yeah. Here, here's my wrap up. My yeah, last yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> we take ourselves so seriously. So seriously. It's so intense. We just hold on to the fucking walls. <laughs> hold on to the walls. Well, the walls are breaking around you. You're fucking weird. Accept it. Let go. <laughs> Stop taking yourself so goddamn seriously. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate myself. Well, you want to know what? Just look out of, just get out of yourself. Look out of yourself. I don't mean distract yourself by TV and, and narratives of like true crime stories and shit. I mean, just <laughs> let it fucking go. Stop taking yourself so seriously. Be weird. Why do you hate yourself? What do you hate about yourself? Oh, because you fucking like tripped on your shoe in front of a boy that you like or something. Who gives a fuck? You don't give a fuck. I know you don't give a fuck. You just want to give a fuck. Because you're trying to hold on to a reality that is breaking around you. Allow your kernel to pop. You're fucking beautiful. You're weird. You're trans-dimensional. You're mono-dimensional. Whatever you want to be, that's what you are. <laughs> Just be that. We're weird. We are weird as absolute fuck. And let me tell you what, it gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Mm -hmm. There's a quote that I love. I love this quote. Are you ready? Not reality is... Not only strange, but it is vastly stranger than we're able to comprehend, mm -hmm. including yourself. You're not only weird, folks. You're not only weird, Brittany or whoever's listening. <laughs> I don't know. I just came up with the first name that came Rachel. out. Rachel. <laughs> yeah. And like our first episode, all the people that listen to are women. So oh, really? Brittany huh. or Rachel. Shout out know? to those women out there. So not only are you weird, but let me tell you, you're vastly <laughs> weirder than you are capable of even <laughs> comprehending. So you better start embracing it. And stop rejecting it. Stop trying to be this black and white, crisp, folded piece of paper. Just crumple it up and throw it in the garbage can. Be weird. Say fuck it. Let out a burp and, like, just be goofy. Stop holding yourself so accountable for the things that you are attempting to control. If you let go of the control, the intensity goes down and you realize. Yeah. <sighs> I am one, or I am a fucking hopscotch or professional or something weird. You know, <laughs> just be it. Just mm -hmm. be what you are. Stop trying to hold on so tightly. The walls are collapsing around us. They're shifting. You can either let go, or you will be fucking holding on for dear life, and it's gonna hurt a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's happening, and nothing can stop it. This isn't something that we're making happen. It's something that's happening, and we're either embracing or we're very badly rejecting. So just relax. Let go and trust the process. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. It was a good full loop there, a good full circle. Because that, I think, is mostly the theme of kind of everything we just kind of philosophized about, I guess, if you will. Philosophized? <laughs> what? You know? How dare you endow that it's language just... vulgar upon me? <laughs> um, you know, that we're kind of, we're moving, um, 
we're moving into a, a, you know we're shifting into a time now where i think we're trying to handle the least amount of resistance we can with such a big shift you know so um yeah i don't know i think that kind of um also kind of if you guys haven't listened to the episode we just did on flow I think that one would be a good one as well um, about this topic of shift because it was also very much so about like letting go of that resistance, you know, stop resisting and just allowing the current to take you, you know, just move with the current as it wills. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I appreciate everybody that's been um, bothering to (laughs) listen to us babble back and forth. (laughs) I hope we keep coming back. We're, uh, yeah. We plan on uh, starting to have some guests on pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're just establishing kind of our framework first just so that we can kind of get that notion out there. Yeah. So that when you start listening, you know, even if you if you want to, um, I'm sure you can find our email. It's nomadiccuriosity13 at gmail.com. You can send me an email. We'll get back to you. If you have questions about the show or if you want to be on the show or... If you want to just bitch at me and tell me that you think I'm like, some <laughs> weird, just gross idiot, I'll listen. I'll listen. I mean, you're not wrong, but, like, I'm, it's not going to hurt my feelings. So I embrace <laughs> it. Like, wallow in my filth. I'm a pig. <laughs> Fucking weird, man. Um, but, yeah, we would love to talk to people. Uh, we just love new ideas, talking about new things, hearing new things. Like, I, like we've stated with our name, our curiosity has no home. It's everywhere. We're trying to just yeah. be curious, see what there is. Yeah, throw anything at us or whatever, because mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, if it's something really hard, like like some weird thing in like um, like engineering that's about some processing part that we're not going to be able to understand, like be cognizant that you're picking something that's not going to be like really difficult for yeah, I don't I don't know how to fix your VCR man <laughs> you yeah, got like, the wrong don't email. drink the contents of the battery I, <laughs> that's my advice <laughs> alright guys well thank you thank you as always mm-hmm. alright we're signing uh, off here have a beautiful rest of your morning uh, midday oh, noon midday evening and night thank you